Hey everyone, this is Erin, and you're now listening to episode 7 of Shy Girl Sentiments, Can Creativity Exist in the Workplace? Okay, so today I have a special guest, my best friend, Alexandria Baker. Do you want to say hello? Hi everyone. All right, so um, I came to Memphis from Atlanta on Friday. It was kind of an all-day trip. I drove, it was kind of like a kind of impromptu trip um so you as you guys have know know um on my show whenever I have guests I always start with how we met so me and Alexandria met actually in second grade we both went to a school called St. John the Evangelist Catholic School in which I was there from second through eighth grade and you can just say a little bit more about that if you want okay Okay, so, well, one day, Aaron came into the classroom, and, you know, it's second grader, so everyone's just kind of talking, and honestly, I am a very talkative and friendly person. So I just walked up to Erin, and we had to wear uniforms, and, you know, I noticed that she had a different collared shirt on, so I just, you know, kindly told her, like, you know, hey, buddy, you have mm-hmm. a the boy's collared shirt on instead of the girl's shirt, so, like, you know, I helped her out a little bit as a second grader, you know, just so... You know, kids can be mean sometimes, you know, just to make sure, you know, she knows. And since she was brand new to the school and a lot of us have already, you know, been together. And I just honestly didn't want her to feel left out. So that's why I told her, you know, about her little shirt. <laughs> yeah, so then we um, have been friends ever since and actually haven't seen her since uh, end of 2015. So basically going on two and a half years that we haven't seen each other. So it's great to be in Memphis, never been to Memphis before. We actually just came from the National Civil Rights Museum at the Lorraine Motel. That was where um, Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated. So that was really cool. Just like to see that exhibit um, kind of just like civil rights through the years. And it like ended with showing um, the hotel room um, that he was staying in. So that was really cool. Do you want to talk about anything about that? Okay, so honestly, my favorite part was actually this keychain I just picked up. And this keychain is basically saying, you know, about us women, you know, a lot of these women in the civil rights movement were really strong and they didn't follow the rules to get things done. And this keychain is basically saying, you know, well-behaved women, you know, did not make history. Not saying us women, we have to be out here just doing crazy stuff and being wild, but you know, it's okay to push the limits and, like, push your buttons. And, of course, like, the Rosa Parks exhibit was really powerful because, you know, that was a woman who, like, pushed those limits to, you know, fight for our equality of just casually just sitting on the bus and going to work or going to school or, you know, just any type of bus ride. So that was, my honestly, my favorite part of the museum as well. Um, I think my favorite part um, was the end. They also focused on the sanitation workers movement, and I actually hadn't heard of that, and that was in Memphis. And that was basically because the sanitation workers really, like, weren't given any rights um, as far as their job goes. Like, they had a sign that said they could be fired if they were one minute late. They had to work um, in trash cans that had maggots. They had to, it was just crazy. Like they had to work overtime, but then wouldn't get paid. And it was just, just a mess. So it would just seem like, and I feel like a lot of times like sanitation and just like handyman type people 
or handy woman type people <laughs> get um, overlooked in our society today. Um, but those are common jobs, and they're jobs that like people forget like they have to be done. So so I think it was just like very um, empowering. I feel like just to see that like because that's just like something you don't think about when you think of people fighting for civil rights. Like your mind automatically doesn't think like sanitation workers, but like now I feel like my mind's gonna go to that because it's just like so unique and it's just like so crazy that people who have to do the jobs that no one wants to do they still like don't get any rights which is like crazy so yeah so we just came back from that and then um also yesterday we had um alexandria's film festival which she will talk about now yes okay so i work for this youth program and we hire students from ages 14 to 22 and we basically send them to different businesses that we partner with throughout the city of memphis and we give them internship jobs but my office the city of memphis we pay those students but it's also really nice for the businesses to mentor these kids and also get a great partnership with the city as well because we have really awesome businesses like fedex um Williams Noah, like really big businesses in the city. But I had a special project where um, I told my manager, well, let me back up. I told my manager last summer, um, students, they want an outlet of creativity. And a lot of the times, a lot of these schools nowadays are taking out the arts and they don't have that access to music or um, film or just drawing like the basic art classes anymore in these schools here. So um, I came up with a special project for the students to create short films and um, we wanted to find a way to showcase these short films to their family and also to other employees. So we've decided to create a film festival for these students instead of entering into another film festival because we really wanted them to, you know, feel special and to, um, you know, see their work on the big screen and have the event all about them. Um, so basically, we chose like 15 students and they created 12 short films and they had three genres they had to um, have their films to be in. It was a documentary genre, a comedy, and also an independent. So last year, yesterday was our first year ever doing this and it was so successful. I was so nervous for people to come out, but there was a ton of people and everyone kept saying how they loved everything. And um, we also had five judges from around the city. Uh, to also judge these students. So, like, this event was a competition as well as um, a showcase for these students. Yeah, so I attended, and the films, they were just very interesting. Um, the, I believe the, was it documentary or independent? Yeah, uh, the, the live one? Yeah, the documentary. Yeah, there was a documentary um, just about... Um, two high school students that talked about like their struggle with depression and anxiety and that was just like very hard hitting especially um, as you don't really see people in the black community like openly talking about their struggle with mental health issues so that was like really interesting and the they just had like an interesting take on just what you could do the comedies were really good the independents also were really good like it, it overall was like a really great event. It was well organized. There was music, there was food, of course, and everything was great. So I was just really happy. Um, I was able to attend. And the like, mayor of Memphis came. Oh yes, there. also the mayor <laughs> of Memphis came. So that's a huge deal. And he actually, we watched, I believe, the Documentary documentaries yeah. with him. So mm -hmm. yeah, awesome. or independence. Yeah, independence. Yeah, we yeah. watched the independent ones with him. 
Yeah. So, anything else you would like to discuss as far yeah. as that? Um. So, how my, did you cho- how did you choose the students? Um. Well, I personally would interview the students. Our normal interviews that we would do for all of our students in our program, and then based off of them talking about their interest, I called them in for our secondary interview. That was just strictly based for the film. So we like asked different film questions, and comes to find out, honestly, they were interested. But none of these students have ever, you know, worked with cameras or worked with different software um, like Adobe Premiere or any of that stuff. So they learned all the software, how to work camera, do lighting, editing in four weeks and also, you know, create the films themselves and act in them. So it was really cool. Um, It's just like those are such a big deal personally to me is just you know a lot of kids not you know not everyone wants to be a stem major it's like we want to push stem majors but you know there's kids out here who just want to become the next ava or like the next um you know the next spike lee or like you know other things so it's just kind of like i just really want to push this for our kids just like based off of their responses from last summer um so do you think um you'll have one next year Yes, we will definitely have one next year. We are trying to explore genres and add a horror drama genre just to make it more fun for the students. Also creative because that requires probably a lot of different graphics, you know, since you can't create a ghost or, you know, different blood scenes or something. And we're also trying to expand it. So we're really trying to, like, brand this to make it an annual thing where the city will know about or at least the kids can know about it. So then we can also drive more students to apply for the rest of the part of the program because it's all about growth. And we just want to grow our students since um, we do work with a lot of um, underprivileged students as well. We just want to make sure they have the outlets that they need to be successful too since you know they might not have it somewhere else. So then were you hesitant when you brought the idea to your boss as far just because like traditionally you don't really see like this type of creativity like going on? in a workplace environment? Um, I have to say no, because I think I was more nervous to bring it to the director because he is the, you know, yes or no person. Um, my manager, she's really open to all ideas and open to all responses and always, you know, she loves us. She calls us the 20-something. She loves having us around because she likes to, you know, see a different side of the world through our eyes and our ideas and like the comments we make so I wasn't nervous to tell her about it but I didn't think that she would like make it as big with me as you know as it was yesterday which would really which was really exciting for me as well um for her letting me really just to take off and just run with it and like basically make it how I exactly wanted it um so yeah it was cool it was cool do you have any more words on that um to anyone out there listening, if you feel like you have this creative spark in you, go for it. Don't let anything else hold you back. You know, you can always have, like, an amazing hobby, and I just say go for it. That's great. So um, I kind of just want to uh, backtrack a little bit um, just to the topic of last week, just because uh, when... Uh, on Friday when I arrived in Memphis, me and Alexandria were just, like, talking just about social media and how this day and age is just, like, different. Kind of, it kind of um, connects to what we were talking about as far as kids, but they had a documentary 
um, called Fresh Meat. And they talked about how hard it was as far as, like, making friends because everyone's on social media. But then also people um, who – they interviewed some people who were older, like, past high school age, and they were talking about um, how they didn't have social media, so it was, like, more organic. So I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about your experience um, on social media and if it fuels any social comparisons, as I talked about that in the last episode. Okay, yeah, so this can get a little personal for me, but I will be honest with y'all. So uh, social media can be harsh, and social media can be also amazing at the same time. I am currently studying marketing communication, yeah, marketing and advertising, and I really am also, you know, seeing, like, the different trends on social media, and, like, it's, you know, it's changing all the time, but it's also can be really hard just personally with your self-esteem just because I personally am still working on my undergrad because I've had, you know, a different life path and had to, like, take some time off because college is very expensive and, you know, I'm a working student and all that fun stuff, but you know, after seeing, like, all my friends graduate, and I was so excited for them, I'm also, like, it just, it made me feel a little depressed, because I was, like, oh, I'm so stuck, you know, working on my undergrad, and just trying to, like, get my life together, but, um, yeah, I was just, that's, that's the, like, hard part of social media for me personally, and I can see how social media can be a bully to younger students, and I have to say that I'm happy that I personally didn't really go through my whole high school experience with Instagram and Snapchat because, you know, I've seen kids fight over, you know, so-and-so says something crazy on, on a Snapchat picture that, you know, only maybe five people have seen. But, you know, the two girls are fighting about it. And it's just, you know, no, it's just, it, that's not cute. You know, it's not fun to do stuff like that and it's just you know I know it's hurting a lot of students self-esteem I mean it's also like building kids up too but I see it more negatively on our younger kids than our older kids than like the older adults or young adults and uh yeah you know you know what I'm saying a little bit yeah so um I see that but social media is also really awesome because you know, we wouldn't know about half the stuff that's going on in the world if we didn't have social media, especially during the time periods when we had all the protests and, like, Black Lives Matter and all the police shootings. You know, we found out the real stories through social media than what the news was saying to us, which I think is really awesome as well. So it's like social media has, like, a positive and a negative, mm-hmm. on you know, positive and negative type of environment. Yeah, I think... I think I pretty much have the same relationship uh, with social media. Like Alex said, I talked about my experience a little bit um, in last week's episode. Um, like I said, like, I really love it. Like, some people I wouldn't be able to talk to. Like, I have a friend. Well, y'all know Troy. Uh, he was on episode five. He is currently stationed in Japan. And, like, I literally, like, probably talked to him on Instagram. Like, that's our uh, method of communication. So, like, if we didn't have Instagram, like... I wouldn't be able to talk to him, and he probably wouldn't have been able to be on my podcast because, like, I reached out to him through Instagram. So it's just, like, crazy. It's just crazy uh, just how social media um, can connect people. But then also on just a more sad note, it also can um, incite fear of missing out, uh, FOMO, which I talked about a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, especially like college, um, I wasn't really like a party person when I was in college. So a lot of times people would be like going out or even if they just like weren't going out like even like summertime and holidays are the worst because you always see people traveling and like they're with their families and personally I don't spend every holiday with my family and my mom's side is big but my dad's side right now it's just kind of like me and my dad so it's kind of hard on big holidays when I'm just with my dad and then I see everyone with like tons of family members and I'm just like oh I wish I didn't have to see all of this and then it kind of just makes everything like I feel like every holiday is so celebrated on Instagram so it kind of makes it makes it a big deal which a lot of times holidays are but it's like without social media you wouldn't really be concerned with like what other people are doing so I think that's the most negative um and then also just as far as just as far as like personal like I feel like people can Though they kind of say that, like, social media is, like, fake and you can't really tell a person, I feel like you can actually tell someone's kind of intentions if you really, truly, like, just look through their social media. Because sometimes people will post shady things. Sometimes people won't post you. You guys know that. So, like, just in general, like, sometimes um, just social media can kind of help you just reevaluate like certain things of your life whether it be like personal reflection or um reflecting on friendships that you may have thought you had right yeah i definitely agree with that one um yeah like okay so i'm still kind of new to memphis and i'm not originally from here you know i used to live in atlanta then i also lived in houston for a little bit um earlier in college but um, social media was really hard for me when I first came to Memphis because, A, I didn't know anybody. Like, I still barely know people to this day, and I've been here for two years. But um, like Erin said, seeing people, especially during the holidays, like doing stuff and just enjoying themselves, hanging out with all their old friends. Because I told her on Friday, sometimes I still wish I would my parents still lived in Atlanta so when I come home for the holidays I can hang out with her or hang out with our other friends from SJE and then I went to another school another college I mean another high school my bad and um you know seeing all the old all the old friends and just hanging out and just catching up on life I just being here sometimes makes me feel so isolated from everyone but it's also like a positive thing too because it's kind of building me up and building up my character and like building me to be okay with just enjoying myself and I feel like that's another thing social media like makes you forget to just enjoy the person who you are and not trying to like enjoy just being around a big crowd or just being seen for the world yeah I definitely agree like College was definitely, I mean, social media was definitely a big part of my college experience, especially with, like, student orgs. Like, I found out, I found out everything um, that was going on campus based on social media. Like, I think there was one semester, yes, my sophomore semester, um, I told you guys on episode five that I kind of went through, like, a depression. Um, I didn't include that, like, I literally was, like, off of social media from, like, September until, like, Thanksgiving. So, like, September, October, November. I was, like, completely off of social media. I think I might have only used Snap. No, I don't even think I used Snap. I think I just used Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. And that was just to get, like, 
just like little news. Um, but I was like so like when I tell you I was so lost on campus. Everyone would be like, "Oh, are you going to this event? Are you going to that event?" I'm like, "Oh, I had no idea like this was going on because like literally like everything was promoted on social media." So I do think that social media is really good, especially to have in like a college type setting or a setting where it's like a lot of young adults because it's like very easy to like get the word out. And then also like I group me like I used so much in college like I probably won't ever like use it and like again because like whenever I try to make a group message no one like wants to use group me but <laughs> like group me like saved my life as far as like group projects and just like doing Definitely. stuff with orgs so I just I like I said like I have a um love-hate relationship uh with social media but there definitely um is needs to be kind of like a balance I feel like I can definitely agree with Erin about having a balance. Um, you know, sometimes it's okay to take a mini vacation from Facebook, especially, you know, times out here are hard and a lot is going on in the world, especially just in general around the corner with politics, the next day, there's just a lot going on. And just remember, like, self-care is great. It's okay to just, you know, put your phone on Do Not Disturb every now and then. Just take you some new time from social media, from your group of friends, from your two friends, from your family. Like, it's okay to just really focus on yourself. And social media, it's okay just to cut it off. But it's okay to also have it as well. Like, don't think you have to isolate yourself from the world just because you know you see so and so doing something like you know just honestly you should just post for yourself like I'm trying to train myself just to post for myself I used to try to make sure I always look cute in every picture someone posts of me or you know I don't like my you know chubbiness isn't showing or whatever like now I'm just at this point where you know what if I feel like I like this picture I'm gonna post this picture because I want some like I don't care if I get two likes or a thousand likes it's it's going to get posted regardless at this point. Yeah, and I think also it's just, like, an interesting time as people, like she said, people are graduating. And then also with me, I kind of have this, like, I don't want to get married right now. But, like, it's literally, like, every time I scroll on Instagram, I see that someone's, like, getting engaged or they got married or someone they know just got engaged or they getting married or someone's attending a wedding. So it's just, like, constant so it's like I'm not at that point in my life, but it's kind of just like, ugh, like this is like so annoying because I feel like when I am, when I do like feel like I want to get to that point in my life, it's going to be even like more annoying. So this is just like preparing me for like, it's like calm before the storm, even though it's like still stormy with like all those posts. But it's just like very, it's like a lot of pressure. Like, like I said, I feel like I'm not at the age where I like want to get married right now, but it's kind of like looking at pictures. So you're like, you know what? Like, I don't know, maybe I like, do want to get married and like a couple of years so it's just like that so and it's just like constantly you always feel the need to keep everyone up to date and it's kind of like not everyone um kind of deserves to know like everything that like all the intimate details happen in your life like you have like really good friends like for a reason She just recently got engaged, but I got a little upset because she posted um, on Instagram before she posted or before she like told me like one on one. So I was just like, what the heck? Like and being engaged is like a huge deal. And like you put it on Instagram like before, like telling me. So I was just like, wow, OK, I thought we were 
closer friends and that. So it's kind of like, I feel like sometimes people, like, yes, people use it to, like, announce things. And that's, like, great if you want to, like, let a bunch of people know things, as, at like, all at one time. But I feel like you still shouldn't, like, that shouldn't take away from your communication with your friends. Like, I feel like some things like that, you need to send someone a text or send someone a quick call. Um, just about, like, things of that nature because, like, at the end of the day, like, the relationships that you have on social media, like, social media, they may not, not saying that they're fake, but it's just, like, they're fostered through social media, but, like, once social social media goes away, like, if you don't have those friendships, then they're not friendships. Yeah. So it's kind of just, like, you kind of have to, like, step back and be, like, would I be friends with them if we didn't have social media that kind of goes into another point of just like being quote unquote fake like I know we're in the era of every girl comments oh my gosh I love you like this is so gorgeous like hard eyes oh my gosh I'm shook like why did you post that yeah like just think like would you actually be telling this person like this like person what you just commented on their picture so it's just like I actually um that idea has always I've, that always has been in my mind. Like people throw away, throw around the phrase like "I love you so much." Like it's not even. Yes. Like It's just like I love you. I love yes. you. Oh my gosh, I love this. Like, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's great because you see a lot of like girls like supporting girls, which you definitely like need a lot more of. But it's also very like fake. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, to Aaron's point, I agree. Ex- I, I agree like a hundred percent with that because. You know, back to the relationship things. Like, I personally have been in a relationship for three years with my boyfriend. But it's also, like, it kind of annoys me sometimes to see these couples. They have to post everything. And it's just kind of, like, making your your relationship open to everyone. And it's, like, you know, your relationship, honestly, is between you and your significant other. You know, there's just some things you just have to keep between yourself and like the world doesn't have to see everything or all the flaws or if you just got into if y'all just mad or and then you're not mad one day and then you're back in love and you're doing this it's just it's just too much sometimes so it's like it's good to keep that you know like it's cool to post pictures like you know when you do cute stuff if you're traveling whatever but like not all the time and every you know it just gets it just gets too much and then um yeah like then the same thing with like the whole the word best friend is overused not everyone is going to be your best friend not everyone is going to be your friend like you know my mom's really been teaching me there's just there's certain levels of who you should be people you should have in your life and you know you have your best friends it could be like two or three of them and that is okay and then you know you also have people you can like kick it with you know you got your turn up girls you know you have a great time and it's okay that you don't see them every day like you know, I've learned that I'm the type of person where I don't have to see people all the time. I'm cool with just be like, hey, girl, like, what's up? We can go hang out, you know, have lunch or brunch and then not see you for two weeks. And I still love you. Well, like, and not love you, but like, you know, I still care for your your well-being. But, you know, I don't have to see you all the time. But, um, you know, and it's like it's hard to, like, express that to other people because they get their feelings hurt. And I don't you know I don't do it on purpose it's just it just sometimes it just happens because you know everyone's like really just on the go and just trying to like make the you know we're in the 20 we're in our 20s so you're really just trying to like start your life right now and you know you can't I can't bring everybody with me and you know you gotta like we all have to remember that like it's okay to have people for the moment as well but and then that's like not considered being fake it's just you know some people just grow out of each other 
Yeah, and also on that note, like, if you claim to be friends, like, I don't... I, like like she said, like, we don't have to hang out all the time, but it's like, if I'm going through something and I text you, but you're not there for me, yeah. like, that's not really a definition of a friend. So it's kind of like, I'd rather take you giving me quality advice and actual support over text message or over the phone versus us just, like, meeting up for, like, dinner or something at a certain, like, just meeting up and catching up. Like, I'd rather you be there for me when I need you versus just me wanting to hang out with you. So I feel like, I know a lot of people say, like, they don't want, like, friendships shouldn't be, like, a job. Like, they shouldn't have to work for a friendship. That is true, but at the same time, it's like, if you actually consider yourself to be a friend like you should be there when I text you like you should be there when I call you like you should actually like make time like I'm not telling you to like give up your whole day to like come support me but it's just like that's just like the definition of a friend yes that is also like the other part of the you earning that title of a best friend like a best friend understand you know a best friend will understand when you need some space a best friend will understand when you don't need space a best friend will also understand if you like are going through something like Aaron said excuse me um a best friend you know will always be with you through thick and thin like even if like me and Aaron for instance we have not seen each other for years but I still like I still feel that you know that initial feeling that we felt you know when we were younger in second third fourth and so on great even though we've kind of drifted apart for a little bit but it's also like you know it's still there to rebuild that like really really closeness again and um you know not everyone can earn that best friend title or earn that best friend role like everyone can be nice and cool and cordial with each other but there's just sometimes like not everyone needs to know your business Mm -hmm. you know because you don't know that person's motives Mm -hmm. and you don't know if that can like turn around and really like bite you in the butt and like really Mm -hmm. can hurt you and then it's like you know you gave your all to that person and they're just giving you half of it and then when you really really need someone they like tore you down you'll have nobody because you know you're thinking like that person's your like whole Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So lastly, just she brought up a good point about just like different people have intentions. And I feel like I've really just like noticed that uh, as I'm growing up, just because like in school, like in college, like a lot of times people like don't like people like quote unquote, like want to be a friend because like, oh, they want notes so they can study with you <laughs> like for the right. exam or like they, they want your study guide like a lot of people like to have different motives and you kind of have to be like weary of who you give your time to and who like you share your information with because a lot of times now even um as far as like networking like people kind of just want to kind of get to the top which is okay because I mean as of now everyone knows the phrase it's not really what you know it's who you know basically that's kind of going to get you to the top going to get you that top position that you've always um been working for but however you should never um try to harm someone in the process so that being said as far as friendships you have to be really um strategic kind of about your who you're making your close bonds with because a lot of people do have um just like not like nice intentions like I mean Alex was actually talking about this um a couple days ago when I first got here just realizing that like not everyone's raised the same and like a lot of people just like weren't raised to treat other people with respect and treat other people 
with how they'd want to be treated. So it's just like an interesting way you should kind of look at like building your friends and then also like building your network. Yes, definitely. She brought up a great point, like especially, you know, going through college and having people just be cool with you because you're in the same class and they might need to cheat off you one day. You know, you got to keep it's like, you know, you got to keep people at arm's length sometimes and, you know, make sure they prove to you over time that they are really down for you and, you know, will ride or die for you. And sometimes it usually happens, you know, you get that feeling and you just know like, hey, this is, you know, this is one of the homies, this is one of my girlfriends, like this is going to be, you know, someone who will be in my life. But it's also like, I feel, well, from my experiences, a lot of times how you how you are raised can make a big difference on like how you treat people. And I know college has definitely, you know, shown me that not everyone was raised how I was raised or how Aaron was raised. Because, you know, all of our parents were, like, along the same lines of how to treat people. And um, that does, that makes a huge difference, honestly. It makes, like, that's, like, the biggest, I feel like that's, like, the biggest thing that I've just learned over time, honestly. Yeah, so that is the end of our segment. We kind of veered off a little bit, so now I think I have to change the title of the episode. But, um, yeah, so now you guys know the drill. We're going to go into current events. So there is a soccer team stuck in a cave. What country? Thailand? I think so. Let me check on the country. Uh, But I just read that they got the coach out, and they also... Let me see. Yeah, it was in Thailand, and four team members are out, and they also got the coach. So they have nine more people to go. That's actually crazy. Um, That's just crazy. I don't know how I would be acting in that situation. Um, I think I read that they're making a Facebook group to try to identify um, the members who they've already gotten out. So that's just like... That's just, like, crazy. I don't even know how I'll be acting in that situation. Honestly, yeah, because the, the kids, they're so young. They are, what, like, 12? Yeah. To, like, young. 16, maybe, or 12-year-olds. Well, honestly, they've already been there for days without, you know, before the um, rescuers found them. And then on top of that, I read a couple of days ago that... They've been in there 16 days. Yeah, 16 days. And then I read a couple of days ago that... Um, they might have to teach the boys how to deep dive and a lot of them don't know how to swim and I honestly I personally I would be freaking out like they would probably have to drug me or something so I won't you know go crazy in the cave so it's like honestly we just need to send as many prayers and like you know positive thoughts that for the rescue team for all the people that are helping and also for the boys just to you know stay calm so they can get out of this like freak accident situation yeah, so the four boys were actually rescued by the Navy SEALs in Thailand, which is, like, crazy. That shows you, like, how serious the situation is. Like, the Navy SEALs are only used for, like, critical, Extreme, serious, like, operations. Right. So that's crazy. And then also, did you have something you want to talk about? Okay, this is not, like, a big, 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 like, current event, but this just personally happened to uh, me and especially my boyfriend his um, best friend just died in a car accident the other day. And, you know, 
I just like want to let everyone know who is listening to this like please 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 be careful because you know there's so many deaths on the road and you know life is so precious and it's just like hey wear seatbelts don't speed like really be cautious of other people driving you know because sometimes it's not you um put your phones down like please like tell let people know like hey I will call you back later um, I know we all like to play music, Oxcord, all that. Make you a car ride playlist. Do something. I just, I don't want to hear or see any more news articles about, you know, people, you know, people dying of all ages just from car accidents. You know, we really, we got to do better. I know, you know, our phones are just getting more and more, you know, technology is advancing with that. We always want to stay connected. But it's okay to not stay connected and let people know, like, hey, you know, I'm about to go drive. I'll call you back later. You know, I'll let you know when I get there. I'll let you know I made it safe. And that's just, like, my little my little thought for everybody. Yeah, it's just really sad. Uh, just car accidents are extremely uh, sad, but a lot of times they can be prevented as far as, like, wearing a seatbelt and not texting and driving. I know for everyone living in Georgia, uh, Georgia's passed the law. Well, not passed, but it, the law just went effect on July 1st that you literally, like, can't have your phone on your person, like, at all. You can't, you can't even text at a red light. You can't look at your nav- navigation um, as far as, like, touching it. Like, you have to have the little uh, stand that goes on your dashboard um in order to actually like use your phone and even with that you're only allowed to i believe touch it like once when you are using it so that's just like something to keep in mind and then lastly i just want to talk about yet again another black person was called the police on um so they're calling him hashtag id adam he called the police on a black woman who took her, I believe it was her and her son were trying to go into the pool, and he called the police because uh, he said that they were supposed to sign in, and no one signed in, and he asked for their address. She gave him their address. They were residents at the, na- at the pool, like, at the neighborhood pool, and it was just ridiculous. Even when the police officer came, he was just like, I don't understand. Like, her key card, like, clearly works. There was no sign-in sheet. Like, this is blowing out of proportion. Even at the end when um, the woman, uh, the police were asking the woman, like, is there anything else we can do for you? She was just like, um, I just want you to apologize uh, the guy who called the police on her to apologize for what he did. And he just kept on saying, well, she didn't have this, she didn't have that, she didn't have blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, this is actually ridiculous. Like, you are literally, like, wasting money calling, pe- like, the police on... Like, police are supposed to be called in emergencies. Like, that was not an emergency. <laughs> like, right, like, she was, was just She was just trying to use the pool. Like, that's ridiculous. And then, but I heard... When I was reading the article before the episode, I saw that he got fired from his job. So that's what he gets because it's just, like, crazy. Like, first the barbecue, the student. um some water bottles. Yeah, the, the student um, who fell asleep at one of the colleges. Like, it's just, guys, like, y'all are, it's just kind of like once one person does it, it's just like, oh, they see them getting all this attention, so they, I feel like they want to do it. But it's just like, this is just ridiculous. Like, hurting kids, hurting people. Like, this is not, it's just, like, ish. I can't, like, tell you. Yeah, I just, like, can't tell you how frustrated I am that, like, this sort of things, like, 
are happening. Like, okay, I feel like the only acceptable acceptable reason to call the police on someone is in a neighborhood is or in public is if they are breaking the law or if they're hosting a party and the music's too loud and ends up being really late. That is the only acceptable time you should call the police. Like, other than that, like, take care of it on your own. Confront the person. Ask them. You, first of all, you don't even need to ask the person because it's just, like, mind your business. Like, if they got into, if they got into the pool, in the neighborhood pool, then, like, clearly they're supposed to be there. Like, and then he was saying she had a baby with her. So she was, she literally said in the video, like, what? I'm going to jump the fence and throw the baby over? Like, <laughs> like, like, how did she get in without using the key card? Like, it's just ridiculous. And I feel that if you are at, quote, a neighborhood pool, expect other humans of all races to be there enjoying the neighborhood pool. Exactly. If you want to police the pool so bad, go build one in your backyard. Exactly. 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 <laughs> like, facts. Facts. Drops mic. Okay. Uh, so, yes. And then the little little fun things, uh, I guess, to report on Drake's album. I finally listened to all of it. I love it. Side B is definitely my favorite part of the album. Uh, and then the In Your Feelings Challenge is going around on Instagram. Kiki, do you love me? Are you writing? <laughs> Do, 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 do. Yeah, so uh, I I will potentially make a video. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, uh, shout out to Drake because he's really doing great things. And shout out to him for, like, just, like, not being shy about, like, talking about uh, him being a father and, like, yeah. all of that, all of that, like, mess that Pusha T created. Yeah, honestly. And then, like, to the point of him being a father, I know people are saying – you know, uh, he should have told us, or, uh, he, you know, he's hiding a whole baby. I'm like, first of all, he's not hiding a baby. A, he has a right to do that, because that's his child. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Like, yeah, he's a celebrity, but he doesn't have to tell us his whole life. Like, he, we don't have to know everything about him. Like, he's doing his job is to make music and produce music and drop albums, singles, all that stuff for us, but, like, he doesn't have to tell us who he's dating or who his baby mama is or who his baby is. Like, that's between him, his life, and, like, the people who are in his life. And we, I feel like social media, that's another reason. Mm-hmm. Back to social media, we forget that, like, we don't have to know everything about a celebrity's life just because they're a celebrity. Exactly. And then also, lastly, uh, Chris Brown got arrested after his Florida concert. Chris Brown struggling. I actually... I was debating really, really hard. Like, it was a tough decision uh, about going to his concert in Atlanta because he was there on Tuesday. Like, I really, really wanted to go because I saw him when he came for the V103 Winterfest. Because um, I told myself after the Rihanna situation happened, I said, I'm never going to personally buy tickets to his concert because, like, I can't support him like that. But as far as the Winterfest, I was like, that's the radio station. There's other artists. So I kind of, like, justified that a little bit. But I, I was really tempted to go because I'm just like, he put he puts on a really great show. But it's just, like, I just, my morals. <laughs> I just, he just really needs to, like, get it together. And it's just like he never learns. So I'm just, like, hoping one of these days that he finally, he learns his lesson and just, like, stop acting crazy. Because he could have been the uh, biggest artist of our generation. But... He's playing, losing fans. Like he lost my fan, lost me as a fan, um, just after his crazy shenanigans. So, um, I mean, 
I okay. I am personally a huge Rihanna fan. That's a bae. But um, yeah, like the Chris Brown incident, I forgave him. You know, and it's like I my forgiveness is, doesn't really matter because that's between him and her. And I remember seeing a um interview saying that you know she still had some part to do with mm-hmm. that. So it's also like if I can support her with um their relationship i guess you know i can't be too mad at chris brown and then i also you know i did a little bit of research too of like his family background because a lot of the times people are the way they are because of their family background and there was a lot of um interesting things about his background and i like you know i want to like tell y'all if you guys are all chris brown fans and like aaron which i totally respect that because domestic violence is not cool at all um, you know, do a little research on Chris Brown if you're, like, on the fence about supporting him or not. Like, you know, I would... You should base your... Um, like, you know, base your choosing of to follow him or not off of that a little bit as well. And, um, you know, also, like I said, domestic violence is not not cool. And um, I hope he, like, really learned his lesson. And I know he's, you know, doing his baby good and all that stuff and I just honestly just really want him to take care of himself like you know forget the rest of us like all of our opinions really don't matter it's like you know that's his life and he just really needs to you know make sure he's good so he could be around forever for his little baby royalty all right, so that concludes our episode. Um, don't really have a name right now. I'm going to rename it. Uh, but thanks so much, Alex, for oh, being so a guest. Much. She is my third guest, so that's great. It's one of my favorite numbers. So, yeah, and yes, last but not least, I am launching a website. Uh, it's coming really soon. I'm currently working on it. Um, I just need to, like, write my first little blog post, and then it will be live. So I'm really excited for that because I was, like, really hesitant and then also my birthday is in almost like 10 days so it's just going to be turning so all right so thanks for listening and i will see y'all next time bye